Hi, welcome to Claybrook Chats with Barb. As we sit here in Claybrook and chat, I will introduce you to some of my creative and interesting friends who live in a small community in Northeastern Ohio. Hopefully as we chat, you'll learn something new or educational, maybe humorous, but always positive. My goal is to have you pause at the end and say, wow, I didn't know that. And just maybe you will tell some of your friends and family about it and come back and listen to my next Claybrook chat. Talk to you later. Bye. Welcome to Claybrook Chats for a Meet Your Candidates interview. Today I am chatting with Trent Conaway, who is running in the upcoming 2023 election for the position of Mayor of East Palestine. One of my guidelines that I set when I started doing Claybrook Chats was to avoid talking about politics, religion, and that little train incident that we had. However, I've had several requests from you about interviewing the candidates. I want to go on record that I announced that I will interview any local person running in this election who contacts me. It is entirely their choice to participate in a podcast. I want to be very open and state that I am not endorsing any candidate for any office. I'm declaring myself and Claybrook Chats to be non-politically involved, just like Switzerland. With that being said, please take the time to learn about all the candidates and please be sure to vote. Well, hi, Trent. Thank you so much for stopping by today to chat with me about your decision to run for re-election as the mayor of East Palestine. I'm doing these interviews because the majority of my Claybrook Chats listeners, they're over 60 years old and they're not really much into social media and they are good voters. So I want everybody to, to get an opportunity to get their message out to them. Um, you know, you get the opportunity to let them get to know you and uh, why they and learn why they should vote for you in November. So let's start out by why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you want us to know. Uh, so first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, this is a wonderful platform and a good opportunity to uh, get our names and faces out, or, or I guess our voices out. <laughs> uh, so Trent uh, Richard Conaway, uh, I moved to Negley in 1992. Uh, my mother married my, I don't like to use the word step, I like to use the word father, uh, Dean Samick. And uh, so I was you know, brought to the Negley area in the seventh grade, um, started East Palestine High School, finished uh, in 1998, uh, proud alumnus of East Palestine High School. Uh, from there, tried to went the college route a little bit, didn't work out for me. So uh, got a job uh, in the mines and worked for 18 years as an underground limestone miner for East Fairfield Coal Company. Um, just didn't want to work underground anymore. And uh, so I decided to leave there and come down here to uh, the old Insel company. Uh, it's a, it's a, the name of the Thermotech now. Uh, worked there for from July to February. And of course, everybody knows what happens on February 3rd here in East Palestine. <laughs> uh, so I, I worked there till June. Um, we, my employer and I parted ways mm -hmm. and I have been taking a little break for the last couple months, getting some stuff done around the house and helping try to get stuff squared away downtown with all the train derailment stuff. 
Uh, I was elected. I chose to run for mayor in the winter of 2018. Um, went to every meeting for a year, decided to run for mayor. Didn't like how the administration was handling some things. I was on the fire department and, you know, we had some issues um, that I didn't like. So I, I ran for mayor, uh, got elected uh, November of 19, took office January of 2020. COVID hit <laughs> <laughs> in March of 2020. And we got through that. There's been some other trials and tribulations. And you then, feel like you have this little cloud over oh, your yeah, head. It's like a dark cloud. <laughs> everybody laughs. Everybody, they all ask, how long you've been mayor? Oh, three years. Yeah, yeah, we've had a plague and a cut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny story. Uh, two or three meetings after, or before the train wreck, uh, a woman actually in the crowd said, we don't even have a mayor. She thought we had a village manager and I was sitting there and all the council looked at me and everybody looked at me and the whole room looked at her like he's sitting right there. So that tells you with the mayor of East Palestine, you know, a lot of people didn't know who I was when I ran and I ran unopposed. Um, yeah, it's been it's been quite a journey these last yeah. four years. So when you write your book, you oh. can uh, fill, all, fill us in on all those details. Yeah, you're, you are the like hundredth person to say you need to write a book no uh -huh. no i don't i just yeah so why are you running for re-election then uh i want to finish what i started um okay. i you know i i think you know within the next hopefully eight to 12 months you know a lot of this will be behind us we can get this you know i mean it's going to take a long time to recover but i think within the next eight to 12 months all the cleanup will be done um you know, we'll, we can know what the crooks are, you know, how they mm -hmm. are, whether they're, you know, they're going to be contaminated and, um, you know, we're, we're diligently working to try to get some of this information out. And I know people say, well, it's been seven months and, you know, well, it takes a long time. Yes, so it, does. it takes a long time mm -hmm. to get the test results back. It takes a long time, uh, you know, working with def different federal agencies. I have, I tell you what, I've had quite a learning experience over the last seven months. So. <laughs> You have all those letters in your head too, oh, because yeah. everybody has letters after their names. Yes. The fire chief yes. summed it up. Well, it's the alphabet soup people. Mm -hmm. And that's what we call them because yes. it's, you know, and then they, they think, you know, what, it, you know, what those mm -hmm. letters mean. And there's some that, I mean, FBI, I mean, they weren't here. Yeah. I shouldn't have used that word. <laughs> EPA, uh, you know, they, you know, it's pretty easy for those, but there's some out there and they're thinking, yes, do you be what, huh? What? <laughs> so. And they, they shorten it and then they say it real quick. Yeah. And you're just looking at them like, huh? What did you, I'm on a, um, a council that's doing research and I still don't know who I'm on a council with. I mean, <laughs> I don't, they, they send me a zoom thing. I log in, I sit there and it's like, I don't know who you people are yeah. or, or where you're coming from. They all have so many letters after their names. So, um, now since you've already had experience as the mayor, you know, that, um, according to our city council, you are not a voting member yes, of council yep. and you have no veto power unless, you know, unless there is a tie and then you can vote. Um, how does, did that have any impact or how do you feel about that? Uh, I, I understand why it's like that. Um, there was a little bit of confusion when I took over, uh, Alan Cohen was a councilman and he was also the mayor when Margot's looks, uh, stepped down. So there's a little confusion about, um, you know, how that worked. And 
you know, at, at that point we hadn't changed the charter yet. Um, so I couldn't even go back for executive sessions. I had to be invited back. So really? I, wow. I, I sat down with council and I simply told them, if you don't invite me back to hear what you're voting on, I will not break up a tie vote because I'm not just going to say, oh, I like these three councilmen and I don't like these three councilmen. So I'm going to oh, vote with my. them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they were very gracious. Um, they invited me back every time. Mm -hmm. um, but there has been history in the past of, you know, council. all it takes is one council member to say, no, I don't want you coming back and you, mm -hmm. you don't come back. So, um, so they've always invited me back. Um, and then we changed that in the charter. So you do have a voice uh, in the back and making decisions. But a perfect example, we're hiring a village manager. Uh, I was at most of the meetings, listened to them. But, you know, in the end, I don't get to choose. I, you know, they, it's, it's their choice. Um, you know, they always try to loop me in on those decisions, but, you know, the, you have to use the bully pulpit to your advantage. Um, and, you know, I try to do that whenever, you know, it's needed. So. Yeah. Um, one of the things I learned is a, a treasure at board meetings is that they cannot take any action in executive session. And I think a lot of people don't, don't quite understand that, that it's only for talk. Yeah. And it's only about certain issues that you're allowed to talk about. So, and we've taken a lot of grief about this, like mm -hmm. the, especially hiring this. But you know, I my go-to always whenever people say something to me in public, which quite a few have, I said, "Would you want to be interviewed in front of a whole village?" There's Not under these circumstances, no. <laughs> and then you know, yes. you don't want your you know maybe you don't want your employer to know yes. which. You know, when you're applying for a public position, it's out there. Technically, mm -hmm. anybody can ask and, you know, we have to tell them the name. But, um, yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's confusing. Yes. Yeah. So what do you see as the biggest need for us right now? And, and what do you think that we should work toward how you can work on filling that need? So that's a twofold question. Um, first, you know, of course, is the cleanup and the, and the disaster we had on February 3rd. But, you know, I like to divide the village in two parts. Uh, so whenever you're talking train derailment, we need to get the cleanup done. We need to make sure, you know, everybody is happy with the cleanup. We need to make sure that um, the people are safe and everything, you know, um, we have we have a small group of people that are very loud and very vocal that say they don't think it's safe. But then we have data saying that it is safe and then they have their own data that says it's not safe. And we've actually had we've consulted with a company to try to get, you know, answers for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely with the cleanup, it's it's that and try to, you know, we need to try to move ahead as a village, even though there's some people that don't think that's what we need. Um, like we, we get a lot of resentment about uh, focusing on the businesses and well, without businesses, you're not going to have a town. So and without people, you're not going to have a town, too. I understand that. But, you know, we have to we have to tread lightly and it's a, it's you know, it's a catch 22 and it's hard. Uh, and, you know, it. <laughs> With the days of social media, no matter what you say, you're wrong. So <laughs> somebody's right. going to have an opposite opinion. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. So when it comes to the train issue, that's, uh, and with the village, the biggest issue I see is uh, EMS. And we have a great leader there with Keith Dravick. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job and he has tried every avenue he can. And I think we're going to have to, you know, have 24 hour coverage somehow. Um, we're get, trying to get the logistics and we're trying to get the funding and Keith, you know, he does an amazing job when it comes to that. Uh, we are blessed to have him in this community. So 
um, you're working on that, but you know, we owe it to the residents to be able to, but it's, it's a problem everywhere. Mm, yes, um, it is. It's a problem in Columbia, you know, everybody has great things to say about Columbiana and with it being rivalry week, I'm going to behave myself. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, even they're having a hard time finding people, New Waterford, Negley, you know, we're all in the same boat. So. Well, that's a hard job. Yes. It's and a it very takes hard a lot job. of training and yes. a lot of personal sacrifices that you make. Yes. I was, so. I was an EMT for many years. Um, I can remember, you know, quite vividly the first Christmas with my uh, wife, which was then my fiance. I was actually out with Rudy Satchett uh, <laughs> most, most of Christmas morning. Yeah. And I, we, we, we left at eight o'clock in the morning and it was just from one call to another call to a wreck yeah. to that. And we just mm-hmm. drove the ambulance around and it was just like, you know, elves yeah. and Santa Claus going around to help everybody and people get lonely on Christmas. And there's a lot of that. Yeah. And um, we have some good ideas. Uh, the, the chief, um, he, he wants to start a paramedicine program. So uh, like f- we call them frequent flyers, like a, a people that, not necessarily need the emergency uh, services, but they have questions about medicine. They have questions like that. We could send somebody out to the community and just have one specific person go around and check on these people. And so instead of them uh, clogging up, you know, EMS. And mm-hmm. so hopefully that oh, that sounds know, like a good idea. Yeah, I hope it comes I mean, to fruition. It's been uh, very popular in some areas. Well, and we've kind of been trained that if anything goes wrong to call 911. Yeah. Well, you may gotta use some judgment call on that too. And there's, you know, yeah. with me being around a lot, I've, you know, I've, I've seen everything from, uh, right before the chief started, one of the big calls was we got called from East Palestine to new galley to put a, uh, nicotine patch on somebody. And <laughs> the other day we had to go plug in somebody's, uh, chair, their lift chair. So they called the ambulance for somebody. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you have things like yeah. that, which, Whenever you call the ambulance, you know, that's, the, that's the worst time in your life, you think. And so, you know, we have to be gracious and you know, it's, yeah, it's hard. Yes, it is. So what do you see as some of our community strengths? You mentioned the chief, you know, that we're going in the right direction there. Uh, I would say this, uh, is our people is that's the biggest strength. Uh, we have civic organizations, we have people like you. Uh, you need to be commended for everything you do. You're involved in oh, you know, you. so much. Um, and, you know, our civic organizations, everybody tries. So it seems like we all don't get along. That's one of my goals. And my next, you know, is to try to get everybody on the same page, trying to work together so everybody knows what's going on. Um, I know you've had talks with pr- people in the past, and I'd like to work with you and some other people and try to figure out that, you know, I, we're going to have a spaghetti dinner this night and we're going to have this. And, you know, so because... <laughs> The, the October 14th, I have 17 things to go to. I'm missing my uncle's 70th birthday who my mom was a single mom. Uh, I, she, I didn't have a father figure in my life from, uh, one to 11. He was my father figure and I'm missing his birthday to do a candidates night and oh, hopefully help with the band show. And there's like six things to do in the morning. And, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it's a struggle, but you know, we get through it. So I tried a community calendar and it, it just didn't, it was online and it didn't work very well, but we definitely need to coordinate activities Yeah, because there are times that you're having to choose and it's like, you can't go, you want to support all those things, but you just you can't go to all of them. Yeah. So good. Well, and that leads me to communication. <laughs> um, how, you know, we all know that communication is so important Yes. and 
we learned it the hard way. Yep. So, you know, what kind of plans do you have or what thoughts do you have on how we can keep everybody more informed about what's going on with the village and the city and the regulations and all of the things that are happening? We've learned a lot over this. Uh, first, I, you know, I have to apologize for some of the communications flaws we had in the beginning because people just didn't know. And I, I personally take that, you know, that responsibility on. Um, you know, it's hard. We have a website. Our website was never used before this. Our, our website actually crashed a couple times during this, you know, n not crash, but, you know, get so clogged up because everybody wants, nobody's ever heard of East Palestine. So we go to East Palestine and they yeah. get there and there's nothing there. Uh, a go-to for all the younger generation is social media. Well, I myself only have Facebook. I don't have anything. Well, I didn't have anything else. Now I have, I'm on some other platforms with the help of my teenage. <laughs> I'm uh, sure you're thrilled about that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a learning curve for everybody. Uh, you know, we talked briefly before this, that, you know, the newspaper isn't a big, uh, you know, a good avenue anymore, really, because not much is in there. Um, so, you know, it's hard short of, like you said, going door to door and telling her, Hey, this is what we're doing, which, you know, we can't do, uh, we definitely need to have some kind of newsletter or something go out and, you know, hopefully we can, you know, get on track. It's just, it's absolutely crazy down at 85 North market. I tell you, we're just, <laughs> it's, you know, we're, mm -hmm. it's starting to slow down now, but I mean, it's been, it's been a wild ride. So. Yeah. I, I noticed the library does a, a nice flyer that yes. they put out. But you really have to plan ahead. Yeah. And one thing I learned when I was trying to coordinate a community calendar online was that people don't plan ahead. No. Um, they'll just have a meeting and go, well, let's do that next week. And without thinking that, you know, there might be something else planned. And then they would call me and say, you didn't put that on the calendar. Well, you didn't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it is, they, I, I guess a lot of organizations don't have a whole year planned out of their programs because things come up that they think, oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that. But they and, need to start checking. And there's a cost too with putting that out. Like we get, you know, mm -hmm. it seems like weekly reminders from the EPA and Norfolk Southern about what's going on. And, you know, well, whenever you're a big corporation or, you know, a federal government, you have those funds to do that. But, yeah. you know, a small town, we don't. Right. So I thought it'd be fun to go back and do an old fashioned newspaper, oh. a local just East Palestine, you know, and I thought, shut up, Barb. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Yeah, don't, don't get that started. <laughs> no, if I say that, then it's like, well, do it. And I'll be silly enough to go, I think, you know, maybe we could do something like that. But we'll see. Um, and how important, um, you've mentioned New Waterford, Negley. Um, you know, we could look ahead. Do you see any coordination between things that we could partnership or have a partnership with our, our communities that are beside us or around us. So I'm a big advocate of uh, EMS uh, district. Um, you know, I, that hopefully that we were starting to have talks about this um, with, I was talking with mayor Shane Patron. Um, I, I was talking with Rudy down in Negley, uh, you know, to possibly have this, there, there's a lot of things and a lot of working parts to work through, but I would, I would like to start, you know, some kind of district here, EMS district, and hopefully make it to a county level. Um, you know, that's the idea we, you know, every, like I said, this is a nationwide problem with EMS people and, uh, it's, you know, it's hard to pay them. Um, it's, you know, you have to come up with that money, uh, like Medicare, 
when, you know, you get a hundred dollars for, you know, to take somebody to the hospital on Medicare while you pay the gas and all the, you know, stuff's expensive. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, especially uh, when people use the ambulance as a taxi service. Exactly. So and they shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Yeah. So, well, uh, I had the experience. My dad always needed to go to the hospital in the middle of the night and I would not call. I took him, you know, it was like, it wasn't, he thought it was urgent, but it wasn't. So yeah. get in the car yep. and I go down to Beaver Valley Medical Center and here he is again. And they would keep him for a few hours and then I'd bring him home. So, you know, you just have to kind of judge, you know, what is important and what isn't important. And I would say, you know, as far as working with, we have a decent relationship with, a, you know, a lot of these people. Um, like Mayor Shane Patron, I can pick up the phone anytime, day or night, and I, like, you know, run something by him. Um, you know, especially in the wake of uh, February 3rd, it was, I mean, you know, Columbiana's mayor, uh, Latonia's mayor re reached out, uh, Lisbon's mayor reached out. They, you know, they all wanted to, you know, is there anything we can help? And, you know, I was horrible getting back to people and I was like, thank you. You know, right now we're good. You know, thanks for sending your fire department whenever we needed you. Um, but they all realized that this could happen in their backyard because that train went through all their town. Uh, Sebring Alliance. I went and talked to the Alliance Rotary a few, uh, a few months ago. And I mean, they were just, you know, it was hot up here and it could have wrecked up here. And we all feel yeah. your pain in uh, Salem's right. mayor. Right. Um, so and maybe we can turn that around into being a yes, good thing. I think you can. Uh, you know, we have all those contacts. And before it was it was sort of competitive. Um, I always joke and say, Oh, I hate Columbia and I don't want to be like Columbia. But I mean, they are the jewel of Columbia County. And you know, that's, you know, it, it would be awesome to, you know, have the growth that they have. Do the mayors get together? Is there a, a like a, there was a mayor association. County? It sort of fizzled out, um, with everybody, you know, getting busy. I was never a part of it. It was before me. Um, we had, you know, some talks about this when I first got elected, me and Shane. Um, and, it just with and then COVID hit. Uh, mm -hmm. So we had a Zoom call with all the mayors. And of course, not everybody was on the same page about, you know, we wanted yes. the first responders to know whenever they went to a call, whether the person had COVID or not, because they would have to gown up and they're spending, you know, everybody was buying all this stuff. You know, it wasn't just ambulance companies, it was hospitals and it was everybody buying. So it was hard to get the supplies that if you could get them, they were expensive. But, you know, people, yeah. it was... Mm -hmm. And maybe the time is right to revisit that. Yes. You know? Yeah, I think it is. I, you know, I think, you know, this, th this opened up a lot of people's eyes. So. Good. So why do you think you're the best person for the job? Other uh, than you have four <laughs> years experience that <laughs> can't be com completed or can't be duplicated anywhere. I, <laughs> this is hard because I've tried to stay positive this whole time and I, I would never slam anybody. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's a lot harder job than people think. Um, and I want to, you know, I finished when I started, you know, I, you know, I definitely want to finish what I started, but I think now, you know, I have, I've got all these relationships with all these different federal agencies, uh, I have good relationships with all the local mayors. Um, I have, you know, with the state, I mean, if I need to get a hold of, you know, the governor, I can make one phone call and, you know, talk to, you know, his chief of staff and, you know, get on his agenda if I need to. And, you know, there, there's all those connections that would be hard for somebody new coming in. You know, I would, you know, whoever, you know, if I win great, if uh, my opponent wins, you know, I would share all those contacts, but, you know, it's whenever you've worked with somebody, you know, I've had, 
I've had lunch with the governor, you know, five or six times. So, you know, we, we have a working relationship and, you know, we've been in lots of meetings together. Uh, you know, I, the, yeah, it's hard with politics. Uh, I, Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, uh, I finally had enough and we needed to get out. So me and my wife went to uh, Put-in-Bay and we were riding around on the golf cart and my phone rings and it was Pete Buttigieg. And, you know, so you have a cabinet level position, <laughs> you know, person calling you just checking mm-hmm. to see how you yeah. are. And it's like, you know, my wife's like, that's, that's what our life is now. It's just surreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, my phone would ring and, you know, uh, when president Biden put out the, uh, executive order, you know, I get a call from the white house. It's not every day you get a call from the white house. It's, you know, it, it's just, and I'm not being braggy, please mm-hmm. don't take it as that. Yeah. It's just, you know, you have all these connections now that, you know, I will use to the best of my ability and, you know, to, you know, get us answers. And there, there's still some lingering answers with, you know, health concerns and stuff that, we're, you know, we're actively working on. So. Okay. And last one, what would you like to see us looking like in about 10 years? <laughs> this is hard because I, I love East Palestine the way it is, uh, you know, especially before February 2nd, but, you know, we needed, we, we need to clean up the town. Um, we need, we definitely need some growth. We need some business growth in town. Um, we have to define our identity, whether we're a veteran community or we're industrial community. And, you know, I think we need to lean towards, you know, the veteran community. Uh, we need to, you know, get this new park put together. Um, I think it's going to be a valuable asset. Um, there's, there's some great opportunities and this is a great opportunity to, uh, get funding for stuff that we would never have, you know, the opportunity for, uh, both with, um, Norfolk Southern helping, but also, you know, the federal government with the state, uh, the state government, you know, the federal government, there's a lot of funding out there and people are just wanting to, you know, help East Palestine Mm -hmm. the best they can. So, um, there, there's some very positive things. And I, you know, I've said and been chastised for saying, I think we will be a better community, uh, after this train wreck. Um, if we don't, it's a shame. Yeah. If we yes. don't, it's a shame. Yes. It, 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 we it, have an opportunity. Yes. We have, we have an opportunity that, you know, it was devastating and it was, you know, there was a lot of people affected. Um, I feel bad the way it happened and how everything happened, but now we have to take the opportunity to, you know, grow from this, learn from this and, you know, just make the t- village better. I mean, we're going to have a state of the art training facility for first responders. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, Norfolk's funding it, but we would never have a chance to fund it if we didn't. I mean, right. it could be a regional training center and bring, you know, 10 to 15 jobs, full-time jobs there, you know, when it's, whenever it's up to, you know, full capacity, uh, you know, we'll have the, we'll have the latest and greatest equipment there. So if there would ever be another disaster in the area or, you know, Lord forbid here in town, we would be able to clean that up you know, better, be more, be better prepared, have better trained, you know, firefighters. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just a, we have to seize this opportunity and and it's not just East Palestine, it's countywide. Like this whole County can, you know, flourish from this and you want, you want a strong town, but you also want a strong, you know, County too. Mm -hmm. think about it whenever there's a, you know, we say we're from East Palestine. Well, where are you from? East Palestine. Um, but people in Beaver County can say, well, I'm from Beaver County. And when you know that you're from Beaver County. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I want the whole area, you know, to, 
to thrive off this. If we, if we can just take a little bit of that Colombiana dust and sprinkle it over here. And, you know, yeah. we have some great, we have some great opportunities over here and, you know, it's a great community. Um, you know, I'm a proud alumnus. Uh, last night I was so proud, you know, we, you know, we beat Wellsville. Yes, I saw. And, um, just in the stands, it was just, you know, it, it was just fabulous to think that. And, uh, me and my wife were sitting there talking and that, you know, it's hard to believe that, you know, I, I was playing well, not on that field. It was grass then, but, uh, you know, in this, in the same stadium, um, and then, you know, next week we get to walk my son across for senior night in golf. And that's hard to believe that I have wow. a, a senior and, you uh -huh. know, B that, you know, I, I shared a memory of, you know, being alumnus, being from East Palestine with my, you know, that's, that's just great that, you know, I'm so proud that, you know, I, I raised my kids here. Uh, we moved around a lot, you know, when I was younger, uh, till we moved to Negley and, you know, this is the first home I had and they just, I mean, everybody took me in and just like, oh, no, you're, you know, you're one of us. And I was a Negley kid, but yeah, but I was a unity kid. So you understand, what, you understand, what you're talking it's, about. it's the same. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I don't know this area, like, it's just so proud, like that I'm always a bulldog and I, we, I had other opportunities and could have went, you know, other places, uh, especially with my job and, you know, the mining, mining is pretty lucrative and I had some, uh, certificates that, you know, I could have went mm -hmm. to other places, but no, this was home. Yeah. You know, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to stay here. I wanted to raise my kids here. I promised my kids when they were little, they could go to one school their entire life. And so far I got four more years to get my little <laughs> one through, but, uh, she's a freshman and yeah, we'll, we'll get her through too. And oh, we're going to, we're the, uh, we're a perfect example of small town America. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's just that, you know, even with my neighborhood here, we had a, a party for the cul-de-sac and you know we were there we were eating hot dogs and playing games and having a good time getting to know each other so that's that's where we are and so. i would like to get back to you know like like growing up in Negley, like i knew everybody mm -hmm. and i would love east palestine you know to get back to that um and i don't know we we've been fractured we are very fractured now um, and it's weird. It's not, I, th I really think it's like a 90, 10, you know, 80, 20 fracture where, you know, most of the people just, you know, mm -hmm. they want to get on with life. And, yeah. but I understand everybody's position. It's, it's a hard position to be in. So, okay. You got 30 seconds to give me your last best line. Vote for me. <laughs> so I, I would appreciate everybody's vote. Um, you know, I, I, I've tried to, do the best job I can throughout this. And I've tried to, you know, think of everybody through this and, you know, I hope on November 7th that, you know, everybody votes for me, but I, you know, I've, I've put it all out there. So it's, it's been a long, long four years, especially the long last seven months. So we'll see what happens. Well, thank you so much for stopping by today. No problem. I want to thank you, Trent, for taking the time to come and talk to my listeners about your decision to run for mayor. I am sure they enjoyed learning about you and your reasons for entering the political world. As I do with all the candidates, I wish you the best of luck with your campaign. Thank you all for listening and check back next Tuesday for another Claybrook Chat with Barb. Happy trails! Happy trails!